Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. As I was thinking about this and meditating this and and praying for you, uh, I was thinking about this. Sometimes in order to experience a reset, we have to get rid of an old mindset. Sometimes in order to experience a reset, we have to get rid of an old mindset. And it's especially true as, as we get older, okay? I know some of you guys are gonna, are, are gonna really identify with what I'm gonna say right here, okay? Because it seems like that the old saying is that the older you get, the more set in your ways that you get, right? Come on, am I talking to anybody out there that's a little more set in their way, all right? And so, but you know, sometimes in order to get the best out of a reset, You've got to get rid of an old mindset. And so today, I really hope to challenge you. I hope to challenge me to take a next step in this reset and maybe look at some old mindsets that we have that we may need to get rid of. So let's pray and let's believe God together today to to give us revelation, to give us confidence, give us courage in this challenging time With this challenging message, maybe there is a mindset we have to get rid of. All right, let's pray. Father, I just thank you and I praise you so much for the opportunity to share the word of God. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Let revelation knowledge flow freely. Let the hearer receive all that they're supposed to receive. Lord, let your words come through bright and clear. And Father, we'll thank you. We will give you all the honor and glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love what Pastor Ray said at the beginning of this series. Push the reset button. I hope you're doing it right now. You're pushing reset. Come on, hit that that chat. Go in the chat, man. Come on, right. Reset. Put that in there. Come on. Push the reset. Come on. Let's do this together. All right. But sometimes, in order for us to experience a reset, we need to get rid of an old mindset. What is a mindset? A mindset is nothing more than a personal belief system. We all have them, okay? And sometimes they come because of our upbringing. They come because of the socioeconomic uh, place that we lived in or school that we went to influences in our life that help us to develop certain mindsets. Mindsets like um, uh, being, for example, you know, I was thinking about this for myself personally, you know, being an immigrant, okay, I was always as a kid with, with a chip on my shoulder, I always felt inferior, I always felt everybody else was better. So I lived almost my whole life feeling like I was inferior. What was that? That was a belief system. That was a mindset that I had. There are people who have mindsets that they'll never be able <clears throat> to own a home 
or they'll never be able to have the job of their dreams. They'll never be able to be happily married. They'll never be able to, to get married. They think that they're going to be single for the rest of their life. That's just a mindset. And I just believe that God wants to change it and challenge it. There's some people that you believe that you're always supposed to be sick or you're always going to get the flu or you're always going to get the sickness as it you know, blows through a community. Why? Why should we accept those mindsets? Today, I really want to challenge you. I really believe God is challenging us in our personal belief system. You know, one of the things that I am so grateful for, I was telling my wife recently, I said, when I think about the blessing of God in my life, I mean, I just, God has blessed me, blessed my family, blessed a lot of you the same way. But I think about the number one thing that I feel so thankful for and feel so blessed for was the fact that when I received Christ, when I became born again, the first blessing I received was I got into good teaching. I mean, immediately I got into teaching about the goodness of God and how much God loves us, how much God cares for us and how much uh, God blesses us and how we've been redeemed from the curse of the law and that God really is a good God. I am so thankful that my mind wasn't all mixed up with bad teaching. I came out of Mormonism. I came out of bad teaching all right, and into the goodness of God. And I am so thankful that immediately right from the time that I was born again God began challenging me on my own mindset that was when I realized I I had an inferiority complex because of the experiences I had as an immigrant that was when I realized that I always felt like I would never be able to achieve success the way I really wanted to achieve success because of that background and it took God. It took his word. It took relationship with him to change that mindset that I had. And I wonder if maybe today God is going to change some of the mindsets that we might have. All right. And so as I started to study this and pray about this and ask the Lord, you know, to help me to relate this to you and to challenge you. And by the way, let me just say this. I really feel like this series reset is a challenging series. It's a series that I believe God is asking me to challenge you, to challenge you in this season, to take this season serious and not just let it pass by. Because I believe this is a preparation, a season where he wants us to prepare, to change, to challenge some things about ourselves because of some things that are coming. I really believe some amazing things are coming to the body of Christ. And are we ready for it or is it going to catch us by surprise? I don't want it to catch us by surprise. I don't want to be caught by surprise. But I really believe that if, as we experience this reset and take some of these principles to heart, I really believe we're going to be ready, not only ready, but we're going to be in stride. I remember playing football and it was so beautiful to see when the quarterback could lead the receiver and he was in stride and he caught that ball in stride. Nobody could catch him. And I'm telling you, when you're in stride, nobody is going to catch you. Nobody's going to catch the destiny, the purpose, the things that God has on your life because you're in stride. Come on, somebody. Let's reset together. But sometimes in order to reset, we have to get rid of an old mindset. I think about the Apostle Paul in the Bible, one of the greatest champions of the faith. Okay, I want you to think about this. Here's the Apostle Paul. He was trained 
to be a Pharisee, a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was trained in a religious school. I mean, he was a scholar. Most people don't understand that he came from a wealthy home. His parents were very wealthy. They were very, they were suppliers, tent suppliers to the Roman army. I mean, they were a military supplier, all right? So the Apostle Paul came from almost, you could say, an aristocratic background. But he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, trained in religious order. Then something happens. Something hits him. The Bible, we're going to read this whole thing. Something hits him. He experiences a reset. And then he goes from being a religious person, a persecutor of Christians, to the champion of the faith. To the person who wrote more of the New Testament than anyone else. What happened to him? He experienced a reset. And in the process of his reset, he had to challenge some mindsets. And I just believe today, the Holy Spirit's going to equip us. He's going to inspire us to deal with maybe some mindsets that we've got to get rid of. So join with me. Come on, go to the book of Acts with me. We're going to read this in Acts chapter 9. I want to read this whole account of the Apostle Paul. I want you to see for yourself some things that happened to him. And how he had to challenge some old mindsets and the way God helped him challenge some mindsets. And maybe there's some nuggets of truth that we can gain out of here to deal with maybe some of the old mindsets that we might have. Do you have a mindset that you're always going to be picked second? Or that you're always going to have to live paycheck to paycheck? That you'll always be single? You'll never be able to measure up to whatever certain standard that you have for yourself? If that's you and you're listening today, then this message is for you. In the middle of this reset, I'm going to challenge your mindset because why you as a child of God filled with the spirit of God, when the Bible says God is for you, not against you, that his favor is on your life, why would we settle for that mindset? Come on, join me today as we dive into the word of God and we, we get some light on this. All right, so look at this, Acts chapter 9. We're going to start reading in verse 1. Notice what it says. It says here, But Paul, threatening with every breath and eager to destroy every Christian, this is who he was. He went to the high priest in Jerusalem. He requested a letter addressed to synagogues in Damascus, requiring their cooperation in the persecution of any believers he found there, both men and women, there was no respect of persons here, so that he could bring them in chains to Jerusalem. This is how vicious he was. This is how serious he was. He was going to find Christians and chain them and torture them and make them pay for this decision to follow Jesus. This is who he was. Now watch this. I love this. Get ready. Get ready for a mindset change right over here. Watch this. And as he, Paul, was nearing Damascus on this mission, suddenly, somebody put suddenly in the chat. Come on, suddenly. A brilliant light from heaven spotted down upon him and he fell to the ground. He got knocked off his horse. And he heard a voice saying to him, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? He responds, who's speaking, sir? Paul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, 
the one you are persecuting. Isn't this interesting? He was persecuting people that were Christians and Jesus took this personal. That's the reason why you guys, man, this is awesome. This one's free. When you are going through something, Jesus takes it personal because you are his own. When you are battling with an inferiority complex, Jesus takes it personal because you belong to him. When you're battling with a chronic illness, Jesus takes it personal because you belong to him. When you suffer lack in any way, when you feel like you can't pay your bills, you can't provide for your family, Jesus takes it personal because you belong to him. I want you to see this. He, Jesus said, you're persecuting me. I know you're persecuting these individuals, but you're really persecuting me. Come on, get a hold of this. Now, verse six, now get up and go into the city and wait for further instructions. The men with Paul stood speechless with surprise for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. <laughs> Talk about twilight zone, man. Dee, 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 dee. Come on. There they were traveling with Paul. They heard this voice. Saw Paul get knocked off his horse and like, what is happening here? All right. And as Paul picked himself up off the ground, he found that he was blind and he had to be led to Damascus. And he was there three days. You want to talk about somebody's schedule being really interrupted? I wonder, maybe that's what it's going to take for us to get a mindset changes is an interruption. An interruption. Wonder if some of us have experienced an interruption in this season. All right, so, so he was interrupted. He was there for three days. He's blind, going without food and water at that time. Now there was in Damascus a believer named Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias. Yes, the Lord, he replied. And the Lord said, go over to the straight street and find the house of a man named Judas and ask there for Paul of Tarsus. He is praying to me right now. This is interesting. Paul was knocked off his horse. He was blinded. He had eaten for, for, or drank anything for three days. What was he doing? He's praying. He's seeking the Lord. Come on, he's pressing in. Can I challenge you to press in in this reset season? Paul was pressing in. He wasn't on Netflix. He wasn't on Facebook. He wasn't out fishing. He was pressing in. Nothing wrong with Facebook before you guys get all mad. Nothing wrong with Netflix. Nothing wrong with fishing. God forbid. But look, he was pressing in. Paul was praying. In verse 12, For I have shown him in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and laying his hands on him so he can see again. I love Ananias' response. But Lord, I've heard about the terrible things this man has done to the believers of Jerusalem. And we hear that he has arrest warrants with him from the chief priest, authorized him to arrest every believer in Damascus. This man, God's servant, was in fear. He was afraid to go help Paul. Paul is in the middle of a reset. God's trying to use Ananias to go help him. And Ananias is arguing with the Lord. What an amazing story. But the Lord said, go and do what I say, for Paul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the nations and before kings, as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for me. And so Ananias went over and found Paul and laid his hands on him and said, Brother Paul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me 
so that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit and get your sight back. Oh, I want you to see the place of the Holy Spirit in our life. Friends, if you really want to challenge an old mindset, it's going to take the Holy Spirit working in conjunction. Come on. It's going to take the Holy Spirit working here. All right. And verse 18, instantly, it was as though scales fell from his eyes and Paul could see. And he was immediately baptized. He was saved. He was converted. And then he ate and he was strengthened. And he stayed with the believer in Damascus a few days. And he went out at once to the synagogue to tell everyone the, the good news about Jesus, and that he indeed is the Son of God. He went from one mindset of killing persecuting Christians, experiencing a reset, and in his reset, having a change of mindset to becoming a champion for God. I wonder if that's what is happening in the entire body of Christ, even with us here at Revolution. I want you to think about this. When he got knocked off his horse, when he experienced that conversion, when he experienced that reset, everything about Paul had to be challenged. Think about it. He came from an aristocratic background, Jew, Jewish, Jewish people. I mean, the highest uh, sector of society. Now for him to say he's going to follow Jesus, the one that he was persecuting, that put him on edge with everybody in that field, including his family. Think about this reset that he was going through. Think about the mindset that he had to change. Think about the persecution. Think about the, 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 the outcast that he had become as a result of picking up for Jesus. Come on, are you getting this? And sometimes that's what it takes. When we challenge ourselves in a mindset, when we have to challenge ourselves, maybe there are some things in my mind, in my mindset, in my belief system that I've allowed. And what if right now, right now, in this reset, we have this amazing opportunity to deal with some mindsets that have been holding us back? In one sense, Every single one of us had been knocked off our horse in the middle of this pandemic. Think about it. What is the same in our life? So much of everything that we do right now is different. It has changed. I never thought that I would see the day that we would have to walk around with masks on. You know, masks are, are for the other people. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? But we wear masks now. I never thought that we would have to see the day where I would have to wear a mask before going into a store, wear a mask before going into a restaurant, wear a mask to go pay for gas. Come on, somebody. I never thought I'd see this day. I never thought that I would see the day where my travel schedule would be so interrupted. I was on an airplane at least once a week. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, at least twice a month. I haven't been on an airplane since the pandemic started. My travel schedule, I've been knocked off my horse. I've been knocked off my plan. I've been knocked off my gym. I mean, I haven't been able to go to the gym. I mean, now thank God, thank God some of the gyms are opening up down here. But 
for a long time we weren't able to do. I've been knocked off my gym schedule. I've been knocked off my eating schedule because there's certain restaurants that I couldn't go to. Just like you. We've all experienced something radically changed. There's, there isn't one change that I think that, that can be any more radical than the radical change of kids having to stay home from school. That has to be the greatest change. And, and my heart goes out for parents. My heart goes out for every single one of you who are facing this change. We've been knocked off our horse. We've been knocked off our horse, just like the Apostle Paul. We were experiencing a reset. We're experiencing this, guys. What are we going to do in the middle of it? Are we just going to be frantic, stressed out all the time? Or allow me to challenge you right now is to take the time to press into God and ask ourselves, are there any mindsets that need to be challenged in me right now? That's what I'm doing. I'm asking, I'm challenging myself. We may never have another opportunity like this ever again. We may never have this opportunity where we have the time to challenge ourselves like we have right now. I'm really challenging you today in the middle of this reset to, to ask yourself, do you have a mindset? Do you have a belief system that is robbing you from success in God, success in your relationships with others, success at your work, success with raising your children? You know, we're the only ones that really pay when we hold on to a belief system. Have you ever done this where um, you've met somebody, okay, and, 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 uh, and, and before you've met them, okay, you saw them from a distance and you kind of sized them up in your head? You sized them up, you kind of judged how that person, you know, is, how they, you know, maybe the way they dressed or the way they handled themselves. And you kind of put them in a category, like maybe they're arrogant, maybe they're flashy, maybe, you know, you can never be friends with them because of the way they act. Only to finally meet them in person and in your own mind say, holy cow, did I size this person up different? This person is actually really nice. They're really sweet. They're really cool. Have you ever done that? I have. And, and, and don't look at me like that because I know a lot of you have too. Okay. But here's the deal. Who wasted all the relationship time because we sized that person up like that? We held on to a belief system, a mindset. Come on. We suffer. We suffer relationally when we hold on to those old mindsets, all right? We suffer, we miss out on things because we actually believe something and we won't challenge the way we believe. I missed out on years. I know this is, this is petty and this is, this is dumb, but I missed out on years of first-class travel when I got on a plane because I never thought I could afford it. And I didn't realize that most of the people sitting in first class were part of frequent flyer mile club and they were just paying 25 or 30 bucks for an upgrade. I traveled years on American Airlines with more than enough frequent flyer miles to be able to do the exact same thing. But because I didn't challenge my belief system, I accepted defeat. 
I, nothing wrong flying coach, nothing wrong. But look, man, if you can fly first class for 25 bucks and you don't, shame on you. Come on. But I had the opportunity to do so. Who missed out? I missed out because of my belief system. I was so uh, solid on my belief that I could not afford to fly first class when I mean, it was right there in my reach all along. What's in your reach right now that you keep talking yourself out of? What's in your reach? Come on. What's in your reach is the favor of God is on your life to reach for whatever dream is in your heart. What's, what's, what's in your reach right now? Is it your relationship? Is that marriage? Is it that situation you feel like is irreparable? When God says, I can heal it and I can fix it? Come on. Are you allowing your belief system to rob you? Are you allowing your belief system to rob you of achieving maybe that income level? Are you allowing your belief system to rob you of walking in the health and the vibrance of life that you know is available to you? Why allow anything to rob you? I almost missed out. Listen to this. I almost missed out on my wife. Listen to this. Because all my life, I was told that you shouldn't date anybody that's in your church. I was the pastor of the church. And so I was trained by mentors and other leaders. You never date anybody in the church because as soon as you start dating somebody in the church, you know, the church is going to fall apart. So I just disregarded Jeannie. But there she was there all along in my face, day in and day out. And I was vexed and tormented. I really like this girl. I want to ask her out. But, the, but my belief system said you shouldn't. My belief said you, 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 you're going to wreck the church. Oh, but I really want to date her. I was, I was tormented, you know. And so I'm so thankful that some good leaders knew what I was going through. And they just said, listen, if you like this girl, you should ask her out and trust God. I am so thankful that they helped me challenge my belief system because here I am 20 years later. How did that work out for me? What belief system needs to be challenged in you? What mindset needs to be challenged in you? What if it's really true, you guys? What if it's really true that you are the head and not the tail? What if it's really true the favor of God is real and can catapult you to win in life. What if it's really true that God has a plan for your life that only you can fulfill and only one that will give you fulfillment and only one that will give you satisfaction? What if that's really true and we've allowed a mindset to hold us back? What if it's really true that he would restore our fortunes? What if it's really true that he would make up lost time in our life? What if it's really true, this one, that he would renew our youth like the eagles? What if it's really true that he will give you greater energy in your older life? Come on. What if that's really true? I'm personally believing that. Come on, somebody. What if it's really true? What if it's really, really true, you guys, that he really does remember our sin and lawless deeds no more? That it was really judged in Jesus at the cross 2,000 years ago. What if that was really true? How would that really change your mindset to go for everything that God has for you and to stop settling for second best? We may never have another opportunity to challenge these mindsets like this, 
because of this pandemic right now and because of this reset moment we're experiencing and I don't want to waste it and I don't want you to waste it either. My daughter, which is just, we were sitting at the table and, and she's got these, these little modeling contracts, you know, and, and these opportunities. And, and I was listening to her say, oh, I won't get that job because of this. And I won't get that job because of that. And I challenged her, I said, why? Why limit yourself? You have the favor of God on your life. Why are you accepting that mindset that you're not going to get that job? Let's believe God for the favor on your life. It doesn't matter what they say that you get the job. Why? Because this could be true that the favor of God is real, that it goes beyond our own mentality. I am challenging mindsets here today. Where do we start? Where do we start? In the middle of this reset, it challenging maybe a mindset that needs to be changed in our life. I think we have to start exactly where the Apostle Paul started. All right, because look what he says here. In Philippians 3, verse 13, this, this, this is where it starts. It starts right here. He writes this. He says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do. Come on, somebody put that in the chat. One thing. One thing I do is forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. He had to forget all of that previous training. He had to forget all of that pride. He had to forget all that judginess. He had to forget all of that. He had to forget. He had to, he had to forget the damage that he did to believers. I bet he had to forget people that he was responsible for actually killing. Come on. He had to forget all in that old belief system, in that old mindset. He had to forget. What are some things in your life that we have to forget? We have to forget maybe the pain that you've experienced with your spouse all those years. And God has something special for you with the current spouse that you have. We have to forget that maybe, maybe you've made some bad financial decisions that are paying, and, and the reason why you're in the condition that you are right now, and we have to remember that, that God can make this up to us if we really believe that Jesus is our source. We have to forget that maybe we've spent years, years dealing with a chronic illness, a chronic illness, but today Jesus said, I wanna heal you from that thing today and change that mindset that you can be re regenerated in your life and in your health. We gotta, what, we have to forget we've, what we've experienced and we need to press on just like the Apostle Paul did. No difference. Because look at this, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. I want you to see this. This is awesome because I believe this is what God has for us in this reset as we challenge these mindsets. Notice what it says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing, and it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way. There is no way in the wilderness. There are no rivers in the desert, okay? This is supernatural. This is miraculous what God is doing, and I believe that's what's happening right now. I'm speaking to you prophetically, and I'm prophesying to you right now that if you will lay hold of this right now, 
right now and believe with me that God is doing a new thing and he's challenging some mindsets in us. I believe miracles are going to spring up in your life. I believe miracles are going to spring up in your financial life. Miracles will spring up in your married life. Miracles will spring up in your career. That's what this word promises us. He's doing a new thing. I believe that's what this reset is all about. It's because he's preparing us for a new thing. Brand new. Like we've never seen before. Now. Miraculously. But we got to challenge that old mindset. So here's where it all begins. Our belief system and our mindset that may need to be challenged. It begins in our thoughts. Yeah, if we can win the battle in our thoughts, we can challenge any belief system. We can challenge any mindset that is holding us back. Listen to this quote from Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, the well-known former prime minister of the United Kingdom, she says this. She says, watch your thoughts for they become your words. Watch your words for they become your actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. And watch your habits, for they become your character. And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Isn't that amazing? Listen, we are what we think. We are the sum of our thoughts. We are what we put into our thoughts or what we allow ourselves to think. Before you had an inferiority complex, you thought about being inferior. Before you had the idea that you would never own a home, you had the thought that you would never own a home. Before you had the thought that you would always have to deal with that chronic illness, you had the thought of dealing, always having to have that chronic illness. Are you seeing how this works? Before you started living paycheck to paycheck, you always thought you had to live paycheck to paycheck. Mindsets, belief systems, they start in our thoughts. Can I challenge you? Can I challenge you? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Because it is developing the mindset that you have. All right, now, if any of this is speaking to you, then I want you to take this next step with me and deal with maybe some things in our thoughts that we have allowed to guide us or to direct us or to prevent us from stepping into all that God has for us. All right, look what 2 Corinthians 10 uh, says here, because I'm going to tell you how to deal with your thoughts as we get ready to close. I hope you're getting something out of this. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5 says this. It says, For we walk not in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, here's how it relates to you and I. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Wow, this is a tall order. We have to bring every thought into captivity to 
the obedience of Christ. I know it's a tall order. And I know this can be difficult. And for the longest time, I found this to be one of the greatest challenges because I really wanted to serve God. I really wanted to get over my inferiority complex. I really wanted to get over my, that I always, I never was able to finish the things that I started complex. I always wanted to get over my not being organized complex. I always wanted to get over that that I, I always started too many things. I never finished anything complex. I wanted to get over all of that stuff. But I was having a difficult time, okay? bringing my thoughts into captivity to Christ. I got in such bondage about this because it says here, bring every thought to captivity, the obedience of Christ. I, I was so disobedient. And so I just kept thinking, there's no way that I could bring all of my thoughts into captivity to Christ because all of the disobedience was in my life. Come on, am I talking to anybody out there? I was, I was so disobedient. I was so rebellious. I was so, uh, you know, wanting to do things my way, all right, even as a Christian, all right, then I had a tough time saying, well, how can I control my thoughts when I'm so rebellious? I'm so disobedient. So I just felt like I could read this and never measure up to this until I learned that that's not what this actually means. And I hope this really ministers to you because I believe what I'm going to share with you is the absolute key to changing an old mindset. All right. Because what this actually means, it doesn't mean to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It doesn't it, 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 um, bring every thought into to the captivity, to the obedience of Christ means bring your thoughts into the captivity of Jesus' obedience, not yours. Get this. Get this. Don't let how I just rolled that out distract you. Listen, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ means bring your thoughts into captivity of Jesus' obedience, not yours. This is a game changer. So here's what this means. That when you're struggling with the mindset and you're struggling with trying to get over that inferiority, you're, tr you're struggling getting over how to make the right decision, um, uh, th that maybe, you know, you've accepted that your choices in the past are, are the reason why you have what you have and it is what it is. And it's always going to be that way. Okay. And you've always been disobedient. You've always been a failure. So it is what it is. Okay. If you accept it, then that's what you're going to have. And so, but I challenge you today that if you take those thoughts and say, your word says, Jesus, that I am the head and not the tail, and that your favor is on me, and that you will redeem my time, and I make my thoughts line up with what you did at the cross for me 2,000 years ago. That's how you break that mindset. You don't meditate on what you do. You meditate on everything that he did. Don't allow your thoughts to line up with what you did. You allow your thoughts to line up with what he did. That's bringing your thoughts into captivity to Christ's obedience. Come on, are you getting this? Christ was obedient at the cross 2,000 years ago. You weren't. I wasn't. Christ accepted stripes on his back 2,000 years ago. You didn't. I didn't. Jesus did. Jesus paid the price for the sin of all humanity, not you and not me. See, are you getting this? When you get into this place where you want to change a mindset 
and you find yourself dealing with the weight of condemnation and conviction and failure, stop right there. Just stop and begin thinking about the wonderful works of your Savior, your loving Savior that died for you, that paid the price for you, that he did these things because he loves you and not because of anything that you did to earn it or deserve it. It was Christ's love. While we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. So when I, when I get into this place where I'm trying to reset, I'm trying to reset that inferiority, I'm trying to reset that fear. Some of you are dealing with fear and you think you're going to be afraid for the rest of your life. Don't accept that. Don't accept that bondage. Come on, reset that mindset right now. Put your thoughts on what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago to free yourself of that fear. Put your thoughts on what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago to free yourself from that financial lack. This is how we break that mindset. Oh, my wonderful Savior loves you. My wonderful Savior loves me despite my failure despite my negative thinking. He loves me. He loves me. And friends, here's what happens. The more you think on that, and the more you meditate on that, and the more you believe that, the more your mindset begins to change, the more you begin to see yourself the way He sees you, the more you begin, you will find yourself living the way He wants you to live. And it will begin to happen so effortlessly. It begins to happen so easy as you begin to meditate on how He sees you, as your thoughts line up with what Jesus did in His obedience at the cross. Come on, are you guys getting this? This is so beautiful. You don't have to struggle with your thoughts anymore. I was running around saying, oh, that thought doesn't line up with the Word of God. That thought doesn't line up with Jesus. That thought doesn't line up. And I was receiving all this guilt and the shame and this condemnation because I kept doing this. And here's what happened. After a while, I just stopped trying. I just said, what's the point? What's the use? And some of you have done it too. Until I found out I was doing it unnecessarily. I was suffering unnecessarily. I was handling old mindsets unnecessarily. I started to find out that I could take my thoughts and line them up with the obedience of what Jesus did and experience the love, experience his acceptance experience his incredible care for me, experience the fact that he really is for me. When I started to experience this, it changed my mindset. And it'll change your mindset too as you begin to understand this. This is the reason why the vision of our church was built on discovering God's unchanging love. When you see how unchanging his love is for you and what he did for you at the cross 2,000 years ago, it changes everything. It's the power to change any negative mindset you might have. When you discover for yourself how much God loves you, that is the power to change any negative mindset you may have about yourself. Take the time to do this, you guys. I believe in this reset. I believe in this season is so unique and so unprecedented and so historic, we may never have another opportunity like this again. Take the time to address that mindset. Take the time to do that. You know, our mind is like a canvas and our canvas sometimes can be painted with 
too many images. Images that overlap and images that make no sense. And right now in this reset, it's almost as if God's taken white paint and he's dumped it on that canvas and it's making, it's brand new, fresh and white. And he's given us an opportunity in this reset to begin painting new images on the canvas of our mind. I am challenging us today to get rid of old mindsets, maybe of judging other people, casting judgment before you know, casting judgment about a situation before you've heard both sides, being so opinionated. Guys, opinions are crazy today. Why? I am challenging the mindset of being so opinionated. The mindsets of prejudice. I am challenging mindsets of prejudice. Come on, you guys. I'm challenging the mindset of seeing yourself as a second class citizen. Seeing yourself as never be able, never being able to be all that you were created to be. Deep down inside, you know you're destined for greatness. And you keep saying, how can I get there? How can I get there? How can I get there? Right this way, changing your mindset, seeing yourself the way he sees you, the way he saw you 2,000 years ago, hanging on the cross. I am challenging you to start painting a new image on the canvas of your mind. And all of this begins when we understand that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, brand new, never existed before. If you're watching today and you've never experienced what it really means to be a new creation, what it really means to come to Jesus and receiving a brand new canvas, receiving a fresh start, if that's you today, I want to pray for you because everything we talked about starts right there at knowing that Jesus Christ is at the center of your life. If you've never invited him into your life, if you've never said, Jesus, be my personal savior. Jesus, I want to get to know you personally. Jesus, speak to me. If you've never prayed the prayer to invite Christ into your life, I'm going to do it right now, right where you're at. And it's just as simple. Just repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my personal savior. Change me. Give me a brand new canvas. Put your image on the canvas of my heart that you have for me. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.